does that? Surprise. Rock. Did you start drinking Rolling Rock now? <laughs> 33, baby. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm aware. You started drinking it specifically because of that. No, I mean, the tattoo helps, but also the fact that a six-pack is $6 does not hurt in the slightest. Yeah, not at all. You'd be drinking Jenny if you lived up here. Oh, no. I don't know if I could fucking bring myself to bring Jenny. Jenny's like, like straight from the cow's tit. I bet Jenny cream is probably delicious. It's actually pretty good. We went there when we were moving up here. Apparently they have really good food. I haven't eaten their food, but I know their, their beers aren't bad there. And it's super, it's relatively cheap. Do they make like any interesting beers or is it just like, no, they have some darks and stuff like that. And some huh. lagers like normal Jenny. They do have regular old school Jenny. They have Classic Jenny cream. Jenny yeah. cream. And that green fucking can. Do they sell it out of a can or is it a tap? It's a tap. It kind of feels weird that it's not in a can, right? You could probably get it out of a can if you really want it. I know they sell those uh, 24-ounce cans that they seal, like right there. It's not quite oh. the fucking... Uh, Christ, what's the name of those? It's not quite a growler, but it's 24 fucking fluid ounces of beer. Yeah, it's a fucking tall boy. It's like a yeah, big boy, big hoss. Big old fat, big Something like that. of Jenny. How delicious. It's actually not as bad as it sounds. It's a shitty cum beer, but it could be worse. <laughs> I mean, as far as like awful fucking disgusting beers, you could get far worse than Jenny. And the cool thing is their brewery is right by a fucking waterfall in the middle of the city. Oh, so you can get shitty beers by a scenic view. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Let's say I have a gift shop. What's up, meatbags? Welcome back to another episode of the Fetch and Shock podcast. Joining you, as always, is your host for Main Deck Leyline of the Voids, Tyler. And joining me, as always, is my co-host, Tron that won the tournament anyway, Matt. Matt, what's going on, man? Fucking ta 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 toron What's up, dude? Well, if that intro didn't fucking give away the first thing that we want to talk about, I don't know what yeah. will. Yeah, let's, yep, yep, yep. Let's dive in on fucking the Mythic Championship. Here's mythic the fucking thing that I've been saying for like nine years at this point. Bridge from Below was not the fucking issue. Evidently not. <laughs> no, I said that from the beginning. Like, you, you're still going to have the fucking issue for sure is the altar and fucking Hodor himself. But Hodor yeah, with... Hodor's, I think, by himself just enough of an issue. I but... think without the, the altar of dementia, you can still kind of fill up your yard. I saw some people playing fucking Hedron Crab, which is hilarious to me. Yeah, fucking Hedron Crab. Mill All-Star also moving into Hogak. Yeah, to fucking self. Yeah. Gotta love it. Well, that's the worst part about the deck, too, right? If you think about it, what? Was it like 27% of that first day meta was fucking Hogak? Something like that. And then the day two conversion rate was... It was 21.4%. I just found it. 21.4% of day one meta was Hogak and Modern. And the percentage went up in day two. Yeah. That's the, insane. The day two conversion rate was astronomical. It was What's disgusting. Up? Yeah, and their like Actually, win percentage was like something like 70% against non-Hogak decks. Yeah, what the, the fuck? Pretty fucking sad. And um, Bridge is not the problem. No, obviously not. And I, I, I mean, Bridge was a card that everybody knew that they were going to ban. But I, I am fairly certain that nobody really was convinced that Bridge was the busted card in that deck. Bridge no, has been a lot of modern are. since it, it pretty much it since 
bridge exists. You can go back like four episodes or whatever we were talking about this, and I was very clearly outlined that that's not the fucking problem. The problem is being able to just consistently fill your graveyard to do these banana things. Yeah, fuck yeah. Yeah, and when we had that conversation episode like fucking four or whatever the fuck it was, we both said that, or you said that, yes, that like bridge is not the issue. But then I was just like, well, they're never, ever going to fucking admit that they did something wrong recently. They're immediately going to ban a card that was not printed. Well, they never should have ever fucking made Hogak, number one. Yeah, Hogak was an issue. They shouldn't have made Alter. Why the fuck would they make Alter legal and modern? A free sacrifice outlet that doesn't get hit by creature removal. Well, in theory, Alter by itself is totally fine. By itself, but it's not by itself. No, but it's not by itself, and that's the point. Yeah, Alter by itself is a cool, like... Oh, it's a little mill thing. People like mill. Uh, that's a thing. Like, sure, we'll roll with that. Turns out you, you pair can it with a fucking free eight eight. It gets a little fucking powerful. Yeah, turns out and recursive fucking little shit creatures. Yeah, and the worst part to me, at least from this data, is that looking at the field as far as the Hogak decks are concerned, nobody really had like an optimal build. Everybody was all over part. the fucking map. That is the scariest part. Yeah, because regardless of whether you're playing this fucking fucking crab or it's whether you're just playing too. like a blue-black base deck with red for Faithless Looting and some other shit, or you're playing some other completely ridiculous version of it, like a Dredge version or something like that, you're still crushing your opponents. Like, yeah. you don't have an optimal build, you're still just beating down. Yeah, that's not okay. No, because if... I'm going to start this train... And get on the fucking petition train of unbanned Deathrite Shaman. No, and fuck you. Nope. No, we had this conversation before. No, no, yep. no, no, nope. no. Fuck it. You want to have the fucking broken graveyard decks? <clears throat> fucking have an actual good way to counteract them. No, fuck. No. See, Deathrite Shaman would be unbeatable in modern right now. Unbeatable. No, it would go back to the three tier where you have Jund and then you have Tron and then you have combo decks. Which, that sounds fucking better to me than... I mean, better than current modern, but I don't think people would just... Like, you can't brew with a, with a fucking Deathrite Shaman in the meta. Yeah, you can. You just have can't to really be able to brew right now done. either, so I guess that's not fucking crazy different. But you, it's hard to fucking brew with anything with Deathrite Shaman in the, in the meta because Deathrite Shaman is so far and beyond the best card in the format if it's there. Well, no, you can brew. You just can't brew graveyard decks. Okay. I mean, that's taking a whole entire element out of magic, though. And that's the graveyard is an important that's part. That's all of modern. fucking modern is. That's it's all, all that modern is. is right now. But they need this. So they need to fix that without bringing a card that's going to ruin the format back in. You need to ban like six cards to stop graveyard decks besides maybe Dredge. I mean, Dredge I think the fine. only cards that you would really need to ban are Hogak. obviously Hogak because we alter. I don't know if alter is bannable. I don't think so. I think if you ban Hogak. Unmanned fucking bridge from below. Bridge from below is not a problem. Yeah, bridge from below died for Hogak sins. Yeah, it's the Fuck same exact that thing that we like. We just talked about Deathrite Shaman. It's that exact same scenario where Bloodbright Elf died for Deathrite Shaman sins. Yeah, and we got Deathrite Shaman back, or we got. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, we got Bloodbright Elf okay. back, and Bloodbright Elf is totally fine in, this, in the modern format, but we didn't have it for so long because. Bloodbright Elf with Deathrite Shaman was so fucking degenerate. You think they'll ever bring Bridge back, or they just don't want to have to fucking piss with it? Yeah, I mean, it has. It, when if Hogak is gone, it has a higher potential to come back. 
But like I've said a thousand times, Bridge from Below is just a fucking dumb design. It's a bad, poorly designed card. And I think I for that it. reason alone, they just will not bring it back. So I think they should, because it doesn't deserve to be on the ban list. Eh, I, it doesn't deserve it, but is it going to stay there? Probably. You, That's real cummy. You know what the fucking the funniest part to me, and I just realized this like not too long ago, I think like yesterday or something. I realized that I think this is the first Pro Tour that since leaving Wizards of the Coast, Tom Ross could play at. Do you know what set Tom Ross worked on while he was at Wizards of the Coast on the play design team? Modern, Modern Horizon. Horizon. Yeah, so he left for that, that reason. That motherfucker was in charge of the set that Hogak was printed in. Or at least wasn't in charge of it, but played Worked a part in designing that set. Do you know what deck he played at the Pro Tour? Probably that. He played Hogak. Yeah, he 100% played Hogak. Yeah, it's a free 8-8, man. <laughs> and you know what sucks the most? I, the fucking guy who ended up winning the Mythic Championship or Pro Tour or whatever. Well, so he'd be the Mythic Championship champion. That's coming. Why not just the Mythic Champion? Would he be the Mythic Champion? I still think that sounds dumb. They both sound dumb. Mythic Champion's a retarded fucking name. <laughs> okay, that's fair. I don't, yeah, I don't disagree. <laughs> so the, but the Mythic Champion was playing Mono Green Tron. I love the fact that Tron fucking won this thing. I know Tron has been like the bad guy forever, and everybody hates Tron and bitches about Tron and blah, 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 blah. But there are so many other things to be bad about in Modern. Seeing you know, Tron win is like, oh, nice. This is, no, this is familiar. Fucking turns out to be really good. Seven mana on turn three. Yeah, turns out that's still okay. Yeah, turns out it's always going to be good. Yeah. So if anything, that confirmed for everybody out there that uh, Tron has always been good and will always be good. Not good enough to ban. I don't think Tron's ever going to be good enough to ban because it's easy to disrupt. Yeah, but... if you want to beat Tron, you can beat Tron very easily. Hell yeah. I still think they should print Wasteland and Modern. Ah, uh, see, I my not some wasteland effect, that, but fucking legitimate, just straight wasteland. My argument against wasteland and modern is my same argument against other iconic legacy cards in modern, where those cards belong in legacy, and those are so def like defining in legacy. I don't want to see them in modern. Modern is its own format. I don't want modern to become legacy light. I don't think it would. I think it would just fucking make some decks viable that aren't currently viable. Blood what Moon would. Blood Moon Here's would just be out of the format. Here's a question. Or less in the format, I guess. Do you think they're ever going to do a Modern Master or a Modern Horizon 2? Maybe. Because I'm assuming they had one in the works or at least planned later down the line uh, with how successful like the hype was for this one. And everybody was really excited. But seeing how big of a fucking train wreck it made the format, do you think they're just going to fucking nix it? You think they're just going to say... Just or they'll do that, or they'll just fucking bring the power level way down. And then it's just going to be a colossal failure. Yeah. It's going to be the quote-unquote Commander Horizons like everybody was calling it. Yeah. Which turns out that's not the case, because look how many fucking cards are in Modern Horizons that have broken into other formats. Not even just Modern. Other formats. Mostly I, into the Hogak deck. Yeah, Hogak is fucking huge. But even like... Plague Engineer, great card. Yeah, running well, six all over the place in yeah. Legacy and in fucking Modern. Nothing really broke into Type One, which was surprising. I, you know what card I'm surprised has Hogak. Hogak is a little played in Dredge. Eh, whatever about that card. Uh, you know what card I'm surprised has not seen play in more Eternal formats? The fucking Flying Haste Sliver. No, Urza. Well, there's a new deck basically around him that made the Thopter Sword combo good again. Yeah, which is cool. 
I like that because I think that is balanced because it's easy to interrupt and it's I you think can it's interrupt unique. the you can interrupt the infinite part of it. You can still just gain four life a turn and four creatures. Yeah, but you could always do that with a Thopter Sword combo. It's not like that's a brand new thing. Yeah, the I think the card that actually made that deck good is that uh, what is it? The Warp? slightly worse no, the slightly worse uh, Goblin Welder. The one where you get to tutor. Oh, Goblin Engineer. Yeah. That yeah, one. he we, he enters the battlefield. You search for a artifact where mana costs three or less. Put it in your graveyard, and then you yeah. activate him, and you swap an artifact with an artifact in your graveyard, three or less. Yeah, that's two mana tutor for something in your graveyard. I wanted to build it a deck with that, that being like my pseudo Stoneforge Mystic in Modern, because then, we're, I'm never gonna get my my sweet Summer Child in Modern ever again. But what are you gonna do? Just like refurbish it or some shit or. No, just use just use that card to go get like I would play like tireless tracker to get like an artifacts and shit and then or not tireless tracker uh what's the other guy that makes treasures uh the one, the one two, mana one Thraben Inspector Thraben Inspector yes I can't believe I forgot that card yeah I would use like Thraben Inspector to get like treasures and stuff and go get B skull and just start get, smacking well, you can't get batter skull but you can get swords right oh uh, yeah I guess it's three or less so yep. and you just play like two swords main deck. You play, like, Feast of Famine and Fire and Ice? Probably Jitty. You can't play Jitty in Modern, my man. Oh, shit. That was, that was a joke. Oh. <laughs> I, see, I can't read your sarcasm sometimes. Well, actually, you could probably fucking have Jitty right now because Hogak will just say, yeah, cool. Great waste of two mana, idiot. Yeah, I played against uh, and Hogak Depths. fucking kill them. In a Legacy League recently. Oh, that deck didn't look very good. Um, It's because it attacks on different angles. I think that's what makes it powerful. It yeah, takes but... two different looks at a black-green deck and kind of jams them together. And the synergies are there. And if somebody tries to attack the graveyard, they can do the depths thing. And if somebody tries to attack the depths thing, they can use the graveyard thing. So you know, if, it's better if than you have that. a deck that can attack them both, you're in a great spot. There's a better legacy deck than that, and it's called Tinfin, where you have the Dark Depths combo because Lion's Eye Diamond plays a role in that. Yeah. And it gives you mana to fucking say, okay, I'm going to make a bunch of mana and then Gristle Brand my entire library. And Tim then Lab is so mana. fragile, though. So is that deck. Ah, that deck plays Thoughtseize. That deck plays Cabal Therapy. Like, that deck plays a oh, Wasteland. lot. Wasteland stops that. And I, well, I guess I don't know how much Graveyard Hate is in Legacy. Probably not I, mean, a on the deck. I play two Rest in Pieces in Death and Taxes. And that, when I played oh. against Hogak Depths, Rest in Pieces plus uh, Caracas. Caracas is just insane against them. Well, yeah, both hey, the things that they want are legendary. Yeah. yeah, it feels good. But yeah, the, the, <laughs> I hate the fact that Tron won this. And one, I'm super happy about it. I'm super happy that Tron won. And I hate the fact that I'm happy about that. And also, I hate the fact that the fact that Tron won is going to get so overshadowed by how much Hogak was there that the guy who won it, who's actually a fucking like really good community member, isn't going to get like any fucking recognition for it. <laughs> No, I agree. Which so is so the guy who won it shitty. is actually a he's on a series for Channel Fireball called Arena Boys, and they do just shitty standard brews, and it's just three homies hanging out playing shitty brews, and it's actually pretty entertaining. It's I can get behind funny that for a Channel Fireball video, which if you've ever watched Channel Fireball content, it's educational, but God fuck is it dry. Yeah, there's not really many personalities there. No, don't. There's definitely personalities. You got LSV, Mangucci, Andrea Mangucci, the fucking, Italian stallion. My dude, Reed Duke. 
like yeah, he's lots I feel like of watching Reed Duke's content as well. Fucking, I've never heard him be like, "Oh, this fucking guy." He's always like, "Oh, that's a good play." No, I love Reed. I actually met Reed Duke in uh, Eldrazi Winter during that GP, that GP Detroit, and he he's was legitimately dude. the nicest fucking human being I've ever met in my entire life. Yeah, like if Reed Duke came up to me, he's like, "Hey, I think you should you should murder your entire family." I would probably consider do it. it. Yeah. I'd be like, well, you, know what, Reed Duke, you know what? You make a compelling point. Can't argue with you, Reed. <laughs> sure. It's the bull cut. It's the bull cut gets me every time. The bull cut in his 30 inch fucking arms. <laughs> All right. Well, fucking Hogak dominated everything, but didn't win anything. Actually, there was an SCG event that was also modern that weekend. And again, Tron took it down. Second and third place in that was both Hogak, but apparently Tron. Uh, doing its thing is just better than a graveyard deck doing its thing. Even the if the graveyard the deck the is championship, he wasn't even playing the new Karn, was he? The guy who won the new mythic or the mythic championship? No. Yeah, yeah. That's you told me that. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, he Weird. wasn't playing he was the Karn to go fetch your garbage, the tutor thing, because he was saying that there are so many Hogak decks and graveyard decks running around that having your sideboard full of Tutor things for Karn is just a liability. You yeah, just no, need the four ley lines in your sideboard in order to beat that deck. So he cut that Karn entirely, freed up spots in his sideboard, jammed four ley lines. I mean, it worked for him. He won the entire goddamn thing and $50,000. So can't be mad at that. Yeah, it turns out seven mana and a proper sideboard. Yeah. And I mean, he played there. really well too. And he also got really fucking lucky on camera multiple times. <laughs> so that usually yeah it doesn't hurt that's for sure yeah just like peeling ulamog the ceaseless hunger off the top of your library on the turn right before you're dead on board and blowing up your two opponents permanents that are going to kill you next turn yeah that's that's okay that's actually a really good tournament deck just because it's like it plays its fucking self it's a good tournament deck especially if it's well placed in the field and i think it's a really good deck for coverage because nine times out of ten it gives you a bad guy to fucking just shit on while you're a coverage person sitting there because i that that's always good when you have like this weird like good versus evil thing that either the coverage sets up with their with their coverage of the the event or that that specific match or if there's just this mental fucking void in your brain that says oh yeah tron i'm supposed to hate that because everybody on the internet told me to hate that yeah i don't i never got that i played tron for a, a stint it just was boring after like a while that was my thing. I played mono green Tron like when I first started playing Magic. I, it was actually uh, red green Tron at that point because it was playing yeah, I played Pyroclasm. Pyroclasm. Yep. Because that's what I was playing. All of the fucking little decks like Affinity and shit were running around. I played yeah. that deck for a while. And like you said, I hated it. It was just like boring. It was fun for, like for a bit. And then it's like, oh, uh, well, this I'm just doing this every time. Well, yeah. Once you figure out the lines fun. and then you know the matchups you're losing and you know the matchups you're winning, it becomes monotonous. But then I switched to Mono Bluetron, and I really, really fucking like that deck. Yeah. There was a I lot more play to that. It doesn't seem very good, but... So moving forward, uh, when do you think we're going to get a Hogak ban? Do you think we're going to get one at all? Oh, dude, we have to. This Pro Tour was a fucking train wreck. Or this Mythic Championship was a train wreck. It doesn't mean they're going to ban it. They have to. They have to do something, right? What else could they possibly ban? Alter... There's no way they're banning Alter because Alter wasn't even in any of these decks that won the tournament. Oh, really? No, well, Alter wasn't in any of them. Alter was in Tron, I guess, so... 
or wasn't Alter in didn't Thrones. do anything this fucking that that weekend. Like it was non-existent. That's why I think Alter's not worth even looking at. Hogak was the issue. I could see them going after fucking the uh, what is it? The four three haste guy. Benjvine. Benjvine, because that's another gonna, card. Do you really think that they are? that fucking hard-headed and that stubborn and they're just fucking teenagers that hey, fuck actually refuse to re- to admit that they were wrong to the point where they're not going to ban Hogak? Do you listen think to your fucking, Listen to your fucking question and I'll let you answer that. <laughs> yes, I 100% fucking stubborn. But I really point, think I that, don't think they can. Yeah, they can because then there's still boxes of fucking Modern Horizons and that just drops the value of it. Not ridiculously. There's still some money really cards in though, there. Because people are still... Like, if you're opening boxes Modern Horizons, you rip open a Hogak and you're like, okay, cool, great. But if you rip open a fucking Renin 6 or an Urza, that's where the fucking money's at. A full fucking Renin 6 is like 350 bucks right now. Yeah, it's like uh, Dak Faden was whenever that came out. Yeah, exactly. That was what you said uh, during the fucking uh, Corey podcast, episode 10. Yeah. Crazy that we're in episode 9, by the way. Can Or episode 11, by the way. I was about to say, you went back one, uh, dum-dum. Yeah, I mean, time works in materials. It also feels like we haven't podcasted in, like, two weeks because we fucking haven't. Because we actually haven't. Because we yeah. recorded episode 9 and... Well, we recorded episode 10 and then recorded episode 9 after that. Released yeah. episode 9, then released episode 10 while I was on vacation. I haven't talked to you in, like, two weeks. No, yeah, we've talked twice maybe in this two weeks god it feels so fucking weird not podcasting. yeah fucking strange dude my fucking vacation i'm gonna have to post on twitter all the fucking videos of me dancing drunkenly to the space jam theme song it looked like you guys were playing the saddest game of musical chairs ever <laughs> that wasn't even the fucking space jam theme song every single day through the entire fucking vacation one of my cousins on their fucking like bluetooth speaker put on the Space Jam theme song, and I fucking boogied for the entire song. I don't know Space why I'm Jam's friends fucking with legendary, man. It's the best. It's one of the best movies of all time. It's a very bold claim. It's a good movie. Best movie of all time, though, is real fucking... It's got to be top 25. Uh, maybe top 50. Oh, no, I'm thinking top 25. Oh, welcome back to the Fetch and Shock movie podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, we've been going on some tangents. Good, I love it. That's my favorite shit. Let's move this shit along. What did you want to talk to me about? Stop talking about magic. Modern's a fucking trash pile. Legacy, I'm fucking losing a bunch. We don't have any fucking worthwhile draft formats out. Like, Magic 2020's fine, I guess. I did not draft it. I will not draft it unless we do it at the annual, and then I will have to draft it, I guess. Yeah, I mean, you're going to have to get prepared for it at some point, but that's future Matt's problem. Current Matt doesn't have to worry about it. That's true. We'll get there. But I guess there are some things coming down the pipeline that might be pretty exciting. I don't know. It could either go really good or really bad. I don't think it's going to be a gray area. Well, I am leaning towards really good. Guess like, I should. have a lot of We're hope. talking about Throne of Eldraine. Yes, that is exactly what we're talking about. So Throne of Eldraine, we talked about it, I believe, in episode nine. But we have gotten some more information regarding the set. So... Wizards released some of the during art, a right? panel uh, in what San Diego Comic Con it was. Yeah, I don't fucking know. It was it was. I'm gonna go ahead and say yes, Tyler. You're right. It was San Diego Comic Con <laughs> during a panel during San Diego Comic Con. Marrow 
uh, gave some previews for Throne of Eldraine. And I really, really fucking like the way he did it because he didn't spoil any cards during that. He didn't do any of that shit. He released the idea of the set and he released art. Like that's the best way I think I've ever seen a set spoiled or at least previewed. Yeah, that is kind of neat. The one yeah, card they spoiled is ridiculous. The, lore of it. the card that they spoiled is stupid. Well, well, we'll touch on the cards later. Let's talk about the set. Fuck you and your set. I want to talk about the card. Uh, that card sucks. Let's talk about let's talk about the set first. <laughs> so the set, the main concept behind it is going to be like a Brothers Grimm fairy tale meets Camelot. Yeah, you're gonna have fucking Shrek. <laughs> the ogre in the swamp. Yeah, so there's gonna be things like yeah, like Little Red Riding Hood, Shrek, Goldilocks, <laughs> things like that. Yeah, the three bears. Ooh, do you know what's really gross? What? This one. Look at it. She has the fucking bears on Did the wall. Did you not wall. notice that? I sent you that art. Okay, for everybody out there. Look at they, that. Let's, okay, fucking Matt is jumping a fucking way ahead because oh my he God. has the attention span no of a like, small infant child. Yeah, oh but, my God, I want that so bad. Look at that. She's got <laughs> fucking bear traps and a fucking cleaver. <laughs> this is a bad bitch, man. <laughs> Her porridge was too hot. Yeah. So, <laughs> Throne of Eldraine, they, like they've spoiled... Uh, it's going to be a top-down design set. So what that means is it's similar to Innistrad and Theros, where they take a concept, like in Innistrad, it was gothic horror, in Theros, it was mythology, and they design the set around that concept. So they take typical tropes from the concept and make them into magic. And like Matt was saying, they spoiled some, I guess, card borders and stuff that depict what we can only assume is Goldilocks. So it's okay. a it's a little girl with like a bloody sword and a bear trap and in the background Oh it's not a has... sword. That's a fucking meat cleaver. No, I'm th I'm thinking about the different art. The uh, uh, art for the actual set, because yeah. that's not art for the actual set. That's special set showcase. So it'll be some All, sort of promo. audio podcast. <laughs> so the art but the art for the card that is going to be in the actual set is like a young girl with blonde hair, obviously Goldilocks. She has like a bloodied sword and a bear trap. And on the back wall are three mounts of bears, which is fucking incredible. And they also spoiled that they are going to be doing these like mythic edition packs or whatever the fuck they're called. I can't remember off the top of my head what they're called, but they're doing these specialty packs, right? And these packs have like a foil rare or mythic rare, a, a, a extended border rare or mythic rare and then foils for the rest of them and then like a foil common and then like an auxiliary slot which could be you, like anything you know what this reminds me of it's the fucking what is it uh alara not alara no 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 not that bullshit it reminds uh, me of the proxy guy this looks like a fucking frame he would make i mean it's not quite as good as anything he would make but it's close well no that's what i mean like they're just I like I to see them to really, really exploring with stuff like this. So we're looking currently at, and you can find on Mythic Spoilers is what we're looking at right now. Um, you can find these card frames, and it is that that card that I explained before, the Goldilocks card, but it's in this weird, different frame with like vines around the borders, and it is like an open book on the bottom. It looks really fucking cool, which is obviously the open book thing for the bottom border is going to be some kind of new 
ability that's got to be something like monstrous or something because it's it's a one green card initially and then has a five green green ability in the text box and it's a one two so that's got to do something fucking ridiculous or you control three bears sacrifice this creature or it into five, goldilocks slayer five green green box. create three 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 bears with trample that have pro little girls with blonde hair <laughs> no they wouldn't she would have pro bear wouldn't she protection from bears yeah maybe maybe <laughs> yeah obviously know. we're up in the air so Seems also, pretty cool with that announcement of thrones being that kind of set uh we also got some insight on to some other things that they're doing for thrones of eldraine or throne of eldraine so they're they're going to be doing these brawl decks i don't know if they're going to be purchasable i've heard mixed things about that what do you mean they wouldn't be purchasable I don't know if you can buy these things. They're, they so they're going to be coming brawl decks. Like, I'm serious, it's a hard deck. I don't know if you can buy these things. Oh, yeah, you might have to win them or something. Yeah, exactly. So these brawl decks are going to contain, I'm assuming, one like brawl commander and then a full entire brawl deck. And they spoiled two cards that are going to be part of that. At least one of them is not going to be part of the actual set itself, and that is Arcane Signet. Arcane Signet is uh, two colorless mana for an artifact. It has tap, add one color or one mana of any color of your commander's color identity to your mana pool. Why the fuck are they trying to make this brawl thing still work? Quit um, trying to make fetch happen. There are fetch is not going to happen. There's one reason why that's why they're trying to make that a thing, and it's called Magic Arena. That's what. Because they're bringing brawl back to a Magic Arena. I mean, what are you gonna fucking do? Like Magic Arena needed a format for that was pseudo commander for the people who didn't want to just play standard all the time. Brawl is that perfect format for it. 1v1. So they have well, to push thing, it. Yeah, this thing is actually kind of retarded. It's so good. What, the the other card that they spoiled? So the other card that they spoiled is incredibly powerful. Yeah, this is going to fuck up commander. Uh, I don't think it's going to fuck up commander. I think that that is correct. Will Whenever it be you... a popular commander? Yes, but is it more powerful than the other popular commanders? No. So the card that we are talking about is Julane, Teller of Tales. It is two colorless mana and then Bant, so two colorless, green, white, blue. He's a legendary creature for a human druid. He is a 2-4. He has vigilance, and he says whenever you cast a creature spell, draw a card. When you, er, Then you may put a land card from your hand onto the battlefield and then for three mana and tap him you can return a creature card to its owner's hand you know what seems really good what? what's that blue enchantment that whenever landfall you can tap or untap target creature oh i don't remember that is definitely a thing though yeah it's uh with knight of the reliquaries though. yeah oh it's uh what the fuck is it um because it was a combo with uh altar of something i don't know but that's going to be really good with this you're uh, going to be able to have some ridiculous turns with this card, for sure. Oh, yeah. Th this card is, like I said, it's going to be a very powerful commander. Don't get me fucking wrong. It's going to be very good. But it's on par with other really, really powerful commanders. It's kind of like a Tatiova kind of effect, right? No, it's kind of like uh, the Rune, Rune of the Hidden Realm. Yeah, kind of like him as well. Only better. Yeah. Because that, that blinks. You get to play two permanents with this thing and draw a card. Sure. I, I think this is closer to a Tatiova thing because it's is you, it's going to just be like a landfall draw engine, but it's going to be more creature based than like landfall based, like Tatiova is. Which Tatiova is already a fine enough commander. Yeah, you're not wrong. But eh, I mean, like I said, I'm not worried about it. This it's a, it's a very very cool card. Don't get me wrong, but this is the kind of commanders that I like. Commanders that people can really dig into, build around, 
that one, it's not like it has fucking indestructible on it. It's no, not like I'm, it's incredibly cheap. This is a combo. This is a combo card. But it's an easily it's an easily interrupted combo card. And it's not like you can do this like the turn that you play it, unless you wait till like way later to play it, like when you have a bunch of mana. You so and you in Commander, you play with this card face up the entire game. Yeah, but you just you literally wrong. just make infinite mana and then you win. How would you make infinite mana with this? Not with this. You just make infinite mana. There's a billion ways to make infinite mana in Commander that are very easy to see. But people don't together. have to do that. They're but not forced. Like they, on this card, it doesn't say make infinite mana. But you it would have should. to build a deck around this card to make infinite mana. That's if you wanted to do that, is. they could already fucking do that. So I, this card is not being like, oh my god, it broke Commander. People like that are already fucking scumbags, and they're already doing that shit. I'm going to do this, and I'm going to kill you on turn three. No, because I'm n- you're not going to, because I'm just not going to play against this commander deck. Yeah, you you already know my fucking philosophy in commander. I don't play against unfair decks. I'm going to say, oh, no, it's just a value deck, and then I'm going to kill you. No, because that's because I'm going to be like, hey, let me see your deck. And you're going to be like, no, and I'm like, okay, I'm not playing you. Yeah, you would. <laughs> I'm always going to have the trump card in this scenario, because I'm not going to play unless I see the deck. And, and uh, you're a whiny little bitch. <laughs> no, if I wanted to play a fucking competitive game, against you i'd play you in legacy or vintage or something like that i don't want to fucking play commander and just get blown out by some fucking infinite combo on turn one and a half you don't know how to have fun i do know how to have fun commander is the the point is to have fun that stuff is not fun (laughs) or you know you're a little turd yeah fair enough you're not wrong i think this for brawl this would be really cool um probably going to be one of the better commanders in brawl i don't Really, off the top of my head, first of all, I don't fucking know anything about Brawl. I think when yeah, it either. was on Magic Online for a short amount of time... Oh, you can have Planeswalkers as your commander in Brawl, too, huh? I think so. Pretty sure you can. Can you? I'm not sure. I, but when it was... I That was never my style, anyway. But when it was on Magic Online for a short amount of time, I think I built the uh, legendary Selesnia... When it enters the battlefield, you create two one ones, and then all your creatures get a plus one plus one from uh, Guilds of Ravnica. I don't know what card that is. The only one I'm thinking of is white green. Whenever it's tapped, put an idiot into play. White green whenever it's tapped, put it. In... Oh, is that the uncommon one? No, that's the rare one. It's rare. just it's just rare. Yeah. Yeah, and it's just it's just a rare white green that taps. Wow, two, we're two, really that, fucking blowing it. Yeah, this we're fucking might up. be possibly our worst episode yet, just for the simple fact that we cannot think of any card name. <laughs> yeah, that's all right. I don't honestly care. I was just mixing it up. Yeah, so but... I think Throne, it's going to be a good set. It sounds like it's going to be a good set. I think it's uh, a good historically, set. I think for all, the like auxiliary, for all the auxiliary things it's going to do, like make Brawl a thing and help the Magic Arena Brawl scene get lifted off the ground because right now there's really none. Maybe even help Paper Brawl get some time in the sun. That would be cool. Because formats like that that are just casual and fun, I always like to see. You didn't like Tiny Leaders. I did like Tiny Leaders. We talked about that last week. (laughs) You're right. But there's also, speaking of casual formats that are supposed to be fun that people are trying to make degenerate, literally, like five minutes before we started, hot off the motherfucking presses we got the new commanders for the next commander set yeah they seem very like blah i mean they seem balanced they seem cool so let's go through them real quick um like i said at they're at gen con right now the wizard stuff gen con's like the biggest board game convention ever uh so nerd shit uh but at gen con they had a wizards had a panel and they released the 
front run commanders that are going to be like the face of their deck for the commander set. So we already had the mechanics for these decks. Uh, they were Madness, Proliferate, Morph, and Flashback. And we got the face value commanders for all of these. The first one, I like we said, we knew that this was going to happen. It is the Black Red Madness deck. The commander is Anjan Falconrath or Anji Falconrath. Anji, I would guess. If I, I would say Anji's probably, yeah, the best bet. But uh, Anji is a one black red legendary creature vampire. They have haste and they have tap, discard a card, draw a card. And then whenever you discard a card, if it has madness, untap Anji. Super dope. That card's fucking sweet, man. Yeah. First of all, vampire. That's got to help some people out. Haste can do this. Yeah, instantly. haste. Pretty insane, especially for a three mana commander. That's fucking first, cool. First of all, there's already a lot of madness shit, and this is just going to pump a lot more. Yeah, and this feeds into it. And you know that they're going to print more of it. Yeah, they already printed one creature at least. Yeah, hell yeah. Um, So to coincide with that, they also released some of the rares that are going to be in these sets as well. Just the auxiliary creatures. So along with Anji, they released Anji's Ravager. So that card is a two- Colorless one red creature vampire berserker. It is a three three, and it says Anji's Ravager attacks each combat if able. And whenever Anji's Ravager attacks, discard your hand and then draw three cards. And it has madness for one and a. Seems real fucking. Good. Yeah, that card is pretty powerful. Yeah, it just uh, like you just keep refilling your hand and then yeah. getting the discard triggers. That's nuts. That seems real good. Yeah, I'm on board with that card. I mean, Madness is a cool mechanic. It's not my personal style, but if but if it is yours, you are going to love this deck just by the first two cards that were. This so is the next also one, the lowest costed. It is the lowest costed legend one out of the group, but eh, it doesn't really matter, Commander, does it? No, but it it helps. You can get them out sooner or whatever. I guess that is thematic for the color combination and the idea. Yeah, you're tr you're getting value from discarding cards and drawing and yada yada. Yeah, I mean it seems it seems solid to me. So the next card that we got is the commander of uh, Jirid Conclave Exile. He is two red, green, white for a legendary creature, human shaman. And whenever he enters the battlefield, you create a four four green rhino creature token with trample and Whenever he attacks, populate. The token enters the battlefield tapped and attacking for a 2-5 creature. This guy is nuts. He's going to make some big old fucking tokens. Yeah, that guy is some shit. That's and the like fact the that they are hay. tapped and attacking is fucking bonkers, man. Like, that's nuts. Yeah, seems pretty good. Like, as a person who is playing Naya Colors, this guy is exactly what the fuck you want to do. Yeah, no, I agree. Like, make some things and then attack with some things. Like, that's right up your alley as an eye. And what, think... when we initially spoke about this, we said that it had to have been green, white at some point. I kind of like that they threw in the red. We were actually pretty close on most of these things. Yeah, we were really close on these. <laughs> I was, I'm genuinely impressed. We did good. And then with him, he also got a rare card spoiled. It is Jared's Belligerence. It is X and two red for a sorcery spell. Um, and it's a Jared's Belligerence deals X damage divided as you choose among any number of target creatures. Whenever a creature dealt damage this way, or whenever a creature dealt damage this way dies this turn, 
populate. Yeah, this is going to ping some some other creatures and just go bananas. Yeah, not going to kill in five creatures, five X ones or little mana dorks, and then just making fucking four fours or something, you know. And I love that the fucking the flavor text on this is harmony is no longer an option. Yeah, that's pretty good. That is some dope fucking flavor text. I think uh, this next card is probably my favorite out of the bunch. Oh, weird. A card that's in soul tie colors would yeah. be your favorite. Weird, I know. Yeah, that's super uncharacteristic of you, dude. Yeah, it's just like that ability. Yeah, it's right up your alley. Bananas. So the card that we were referring to is Kadena. How do you, how do you pronounce that? Kadena. Kadena? Kadena? Yeah, Kadena. I'll go with Kadena. It's one black, green, blue. It's a 3-3 three, three legendary creature, Naga Wizard. And it reads, the first face-down creature spell you cast each turn costs three colorless less to cast. Oh, so it's Already. free. No, no, no. It's like turning it up. So you have to play it the morph, and then when you morph it up, it costs three less. No, that's not what that says. The, the first, first face-down face creature... creature spell you cast each turn costs three less to cast, which means you cast a morph spell for free. Oh, that's not how I read that. That's much less better. No, that's exactly what that reads as, though. Yeah, I I misinterpreted that then. I thought it was going to be way better. To make your morph spells cost less? What fucking morph has three colorless in the fucking flip-up cost? There's some. And then it says, whenever a face-down creature enters the battlefield under your control, draw a card. I think this card is still fucking insane. Yeah, it's still pretty good. I thought it was way better than what it was. Oh my god, in the morph deck? This card is fucking bonkers. Well, yeah, you're literally just... Every every turn it creature. says get a two two draw card. Yeah, for for literally nothing but having it on the battlefield. That's that's awesome. Isn't the the rug one just better? Whenever it has a counter on that, you pay Maybe. one less. I mean this, but this gives you access to black, which might be yeah. relevant. Yeah, you're not wrong, and it lets you play a bunch of. You get to kind of draw cards off of it. Yeah, and it gives you an access point for two different morph decks. Which I think is always good. Like, if yeah. you wanted to play a morph deck, you only had really, like, one option before. Now you have another. That That's good. And then uh, the card that was printed with this is called Kadena's Silencer. It's one blue, 2-1 Naga Wizard, or it mega morphs for one blue. So you play it for its morph cost for three colorless, face down as a 2-2. Two, two. And then you mega morph it, which you turn it face up, and you put a 1-1 one, one counter on it for one and a blue. But... When it's turned face up, counter all abilities your opponents control. That's pretty cool. That's basically just a fucking cancel for everything. Yeah, that's pretty neat. I like that card. And also, the fact that they're both Naga wizards, is there going to be like a subtle snake tribal thing going There's on? There's going to be a snake. You could play the the green-black snake. A little slippery snake action. A little bit of cobra. I wonder why they spoiled the Megamorph one and not the regular morph. I wonder if that has anything to do with anything or if it's just... I'm assuming it's going to just be a hybrid deck of Morph and Megamorph. Is Megamorph the worst named mechanic of all time? No, there has to be something worse. I do think... I, I dare Blanking. you to think of something named worse than Megamorph. Flanking, banding. I think those are both better names than stupid-ass Megamorph. Because like, they already had Morph, right? And they're like, you know what would make it fucking Mega? A plus one, plus one count. I don't know. Flanking so is pretty bad. God, banding so bad. is pretty bad. Megamorph is a fuck Ever played card. a banding card? <laughs> Ban- I mean, banding is just a shitty mechanic because of what it does. It doesn't have a bad name. Fair enough. 
I'm just um, thinking you want me to re- I'll read this next bitch. So okay, the the next one is a just guy card. It is Savine the Chronoclasm. It is a two-two legendary creature, human wizard, weird in the Jeskai colors. It is two colorless, blue, red, white, and it reads: prevent all damage that would be dealt to Savine the Chronoclasm. Not killable by damage. Okay, weird. Seems okay. Yeah. Whenever you cast your first instant or sorcery spell from your graveyard each turn, copy that spell. You may choose new targets for the copy. What? Yeah. The fuck? I mean, off the top of my head, I can't think of very many flashback cards. Oh, wait. When you cast your first instant or sorcery spell from your graveyard each turn. Yeah, it doesn't have to be flashbacked. You know it doesn't. I just realized that. You huh. can snapcaster some shit. Or there's got to be like an enchantment or something that says, oh, you know what? Fucking there's got you can just cast a spell from your graveyard. Yeah, I'm sure there's something. Yeah. Oh, Seems man. Pretty good. No, th- I, this card, I think, can be out of all of the ones that have been spoiled. This one might be the most degenerate. There might be a turns deck in here. Yeah, you would probably be able to do something like that, I bet. Yeah. Especially if they print something fucked up that says like, oh, yeah, here, uh, you know, in your upkeep, you can choose one card and play it from your whatever. Yeah, well, the rare spoiled with this card is Savine's Reclamation. It's two and a white, and it reads, Return target permanent card with convert a mana cost three or less from your graveyard to the battlefield. If this spell was cast from a graveyard, you may copy this spell, and you may choose new targets for the copy. So do it twice if yeah. it, you flash it back, and if you have Savine, it triples it. Yeah, How what's, what's its flashback cost? Four and a white? four and a white which isn't ridiculous that's not like a lot of mana no yeah that's interesting that the fact that this card reads target permanent card that's that's a a weird take on a flashback deck if i've ever seen one do you think that that's going to be a reoccurring theme with it like it's going to be like a pseudo permanent kind of deal it might be it kind of reminds me of uh what's the white titan sun titan sun titan some shenanigans like that i mean it's it is actually sun titan's yeah it is exactly and, Sun Titan's ability. Yeah. The last card that we got spoiled was Reprint Seedborn Muse, which really good fucking card. I mean, Seedborn Muse just belongs in commander sets forever. That yeah, card's just, in, it is yeah. a quintessential commander card. It just makes sense. I concur. Yeah, fuck yeah. I mean, I'm, I will probably pick up one of these. I don't know if I'm going to be like juiced about any of them. I could see myself, depending on the rest of the flashback one, getting into that, and I could really see myself, depending on the cards, really getting into the fucking Conclave Exile uh, proliferate one. See, I'll probably buy the Soltai one no matter what. But Yeah, that seems right up your alley. I mean, yeah. there's always the excitement of, oh, maybe we'll get some legacy cards in this too. That always gets me stoked. Yeah, there might be some degenerate things like fucking True Name Nemesis. Yeah, yeah. like you said, we got True Nano Assist, we got Containment Priest, we got a bunch of things from Commander sets in the past, so I wouldn't rule it out for this one, even though ah, the color schemes in these are a little bit weird and the mechanics are a little bit funky. Yeah, I could see some Madness ones if they make some stupid zero mana cost Madness. Oh, God. Yeah, that, that's the one that is potentially absolutely the most broken, yeah. demoralizing to, to any kind of eternal format. No, I would agree. But I guess we'll see. That we shall. So one other thing before we we uh, put a lid on this one that I wanted to cover was the the announcement that we got about midweek about 
the end of the judge program. You know what I think about this? Well, I want to It's a bunch of cummy farts. Yeah. That's I'm, so dumb. This, this kind of fucking bums me out. And I'm not even a judge. And obviously, Matt's not even a judge either. But fuck, yeah, man. Just real dumb. So They're just for trying anybody to kill out there who hasn't heard of this, uh, Wizards is ending the judge program effective in October. Like October 1st. Yeah, not like, oh, two years from now. No, this is happening immediately. And it's being replaced with an independent business called the Judge Academy. Now, Judge Academy is going to be run by some piece of shit who owns Cascade Games named Tim Shields. I don't know if the guy's actually a piece of shit, but because I don't like this change, I'm going to call him a piece of shit shit. just for argument purposes. Um, (laughs) So they're getting rid of the judge program. This thing is taking over. And it's going to be training judges and doing all the things that the judge program did before. The, and they're also going to be charging judges fucking membership fees. That never used to be a thing. Yeah, that seems real dumb. So you have to pay to be a judge. There's going to be some hardcore people who still do it, but there's also just going to be people like, no, fuck you. Yeah, there's going to be there's going to be like the fucking L2s to L3s that are judging major events that travel for it that are going to fucking do it. But the everyday store owner that has like a L1 judge there to help judge their events. They are still going to have those people, but those people aren't going to be judges. They're going to be rules advisors because they're not going to fucking pay just to judge their local fucking FNM or like a tournament every fucking quarter, like four tournaments a year. Yeah. They're not going to pay their fucking $50 fee or their $100 fee. Even for a rules advisor, I think you have to pay some nominal fee. That's so dumb. Yeah, I don't fuck it. I, this just leaves a fucking bad taste in my mouth. I I haven't talked to any judges about how they feel about it because I haven't got the opportunity to. Um, and I haven't really seen anything crazy about it. Some a lot of people are kind of pissed off about it, in which I can agree. Rightfully I, so. I, I I don't know how many actual judges are really fucking pissed off and bummed about it because maybe they're just not incredibly vocal. But I don't know. It just it seems fishy. That's for sure, fish. It's like, not a big fan. Cannot cannot say I'm a big fan. Yeah, that makes fucking two of us. You're just gonna get shitty judges now. Because I've I've actually never had like a bad judge, in my opinion. But there was only just... one time where I can remember having a piss poor judge, and it was an experience so bad that I refused to go back to the shop. Yeah, that's. I mean, it's like, uh, well, get fucked. Yeah. So in that fucking scenario, it's like the judge made just a obviously incorrect call just because I was relatively new to the shop. I just showed up for an event and the person that I was playing against, I believe was a fucking local. Yeah. That's always coming when that. And so they had their own little dialogue and I was there trying to fucking explain my case. So what happened was I was playing death and taxes in modern, I believe, or I was playing some aether vial in modern. What shocker. Everybody should be super surprised by that. And I was playing against somebody playing like zoo or something. And I had Ghost Quarter in my deck, and I had Leononan Arbiter in my deck. So I, uh, I had Leononan or I had Leononan Arbiter in my hand, Aether Violin two, and a Ghost Quarter on the battlefield. My opponent had one mana and then one fetch land. They went to fetch their use their fetch land, so put that ability on the stack, and I activated Aether Vial, put Arbiter in, and then Ghost Quartered their other land. Oh, you're a dick. So how that should have happened was. They get zero lands. They had nothing. My opponent goes, uh, okay, I'm going to go get my other land. Or they, they said, I'm going to activate this ability, do this, 
path your Leonid Arbiter. I was like, no. Or no, no, it wasn't path on the Leonid Arbiter. It was, they went to go get an, that land from the fetch land, and they went to try to uh, lightning helix Leonid Arbiter. Uh-huh. And I was like, no, that's not, you don't get a chance to do any of this stuff because you don't get to respond to Leonid Arbiter. Yeah, they need to respond to the activation of, of Aether Vile. And I was like, yeah. okay, I mean, you can call a judge over. Judge came over, I explained the thing, and he's like, okay. And he's like, well, no, 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 I responded to the Aether Vile trigger. I was like, no, you didn't. And he's like, no, but I did. And the judge was like, well, he did. And this was like a competitive REL. Yeah, I'd be pissed about that. Yeah, I was salty about it. And I, just, I have not been back to the establishment since, because like, fuck. What I've seen. So, yeah, no more judge promos. The judge promos they're printing. Sounds awesome. They're bringing Mentor. Bringing yeah, Jesus. Boy. I think they're doing new art for Mentor, too. Christ, that card's going to be so expensive. You know what card's really going to be fucking expensive? Chalice. The Seb McKinnon Chalice. Yeah. I might, if it wasn't in foil, I would probably sell my right arm for that card. Yeah, he uh, he's a good artist. Just for that. sure. Like, there are some Seb arts that I think people are, are overrating a bit. The Chalice of the Void art for Magic Online is not one. That art is fucking perfect. Yeah, it seems pretty fucking good. Not it's so goddamn nice. It aggravates me that it's so good. You should just suck it up and play some foils. I hate foils, man. Just can't stand them. Yeah, I'm I'm aware. I don't like the shine. Like I, I just, said, I, I'm a basic bitch, up. so I'm just going to continue playing basic bitch shit. You are a basic bitch. You're not wrong. It happens. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> let's roll into something a little bit more fun. What 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 game would that be? I I think we're gonna play a little bit of. Uh, accumulated knowledge you you gonna lose boy yeah so matt is asking me the cards this time around if you haven't listened before uh go back and listen to the rules because <laughs> we're not going over it again because we're a real podcast now because we're on episode 11 yeah so eat a bag of dicks <laughs> figure it out yeah you can figure it out along the way you're a smart person i believe in you so matt what's the first card we got well what's the first card you have for me the first card is Hyalopteris Lemur. Excuse me? Hyalopteris Lemur. I've never heard of this card. So it's a lemur, right? It actually is. I'll give you a free hint. Summon Creature type lemur? lemur? Nope. Summon Lemur. Oh, it's a summon Lemur. So it's an old boy. Oh, shit. There's literally no fucking way I'm getting this. No, it's a green card because it's a lemur. And that's what I say it is. Uh... I mean, lemur, lemurs are up in trees. So the maybe lemurs has... looked harmless until they descended on my troops. Within oh, moments, no. only bones remained. Holy fuck, these are some fucking hardcore lemurs. Lucidil these... Fixdaughter, leader of the Order of the White Shield. These boys are coming down to fuck shit up. I love it. I mean, that doesn't help me in the slightest, but I do like oh, this card no. now. Just because of the all. Ah, fuck. Um, <laughs> God damn it. It's legal, uh, it's, uh, legal and vintage. Oh, so it's not even not even legal in Legacy. <laughs> it is legal in Legacy. Yeah, definitely legal. Because I can't imagine this card being on the ban list. <laughs> nope. All right. You got to come up with something here, dog. I'm going to say the mana cost is one and a green. Is that your final answer? Yeah, it is. You're way fucking off. Oh, is to it be fair, ridiculous? Yeah, it's four and then a black. It's a lemur! I know. It's four, three. And for zero mana, you can give it flying and minus one, minus O oh to end of turn. What the fuck? It's actually a really good finisher in Limited. Fucking, have you ever seen Zaboomafu? <laughs> He's white and black. Well, what, what, like, what makes you think that, that card would ever be fucking five mana? 
Yeah, I wouldn't have thought that either. Like, Zaboomafu the creature is five mana? That's fucking insane! What is going on? Alright, hold on. I, you're not getting mountain. No, come on. I need I need a slow pitch after that fucking Oh, are you kidding me? If you don't get this, you can fuck off. Shrapnel Blast. Shrapnel Blast? That card sounds familiar. It's real familiar. Like, it might have been played in Modern or something. I don't think it's ever played in Modern. Wasn't it? I don't think so. I think it was. I think it might have been played in modern. Oh, isn't it? No, it, I guess it wasn't played in modern. I, I'm thinking of standard, maybe, because it is like it was in like a core set. Because you know what I remember it being with? What's that? Uh, that fucking uh, that artifact that when it died, it dealt like six damage to something. I have no idea what you're talking about. I can't remember what it's called, but this thing's like it's you like sacrifice an artifact and it like deals damage, right? You fucking tell me, dude. I'm thinking that's what it is. If it's the card that I'm thinking of, it's one in a red. It's like one in a red for like, I think it's like a sorcery and you sack an artifact and deal like four damage or something. You could not be more wrong. It's one what? in a red. No, you got that right. Oh, I was you got just the saying, oh, then It's, it's one in a red, one in a red instant and you fling an artifact for five damage. It was played with the flying scissors. Yeah, that was the same deck. I can't remember what the fucking card is called. Soul of Nuprexia. It's or like scuttle, Scuttling Doom Engine. Scuttling Doom Engine. That's exactly what it was. I knew exactly what you were talking about, but I didn't want to give you too many hints. Yeah, I knew you had to sacrifice an artifact in order to get the ability. That's why I remember Trapping a Blast. Yay, I got one. Oh. We're, we're one for two. Okay, this is... Your next one is Sphinx of Magosi. Oh, Jesus. I've never heard of this card. Yeah, neither have I. What a coincidence. <laughs> Sphinx of Magosi. Well, it's a Sphinx, so I'm assuming blue. It is legal in the Penny set. That Penny format. Dreadful. So it's cheap. So that means it's not incredibly good. Or is it? <laughs> well, it can't be. Cause and they just printed good. the shit out of it. I feel like if it was printed into oblivion, we'd come across it at least some point in our lives. Sphinx of what? Nagosi? Magosi. Magosi. It almost sounds like a like a Kamigawa card, but if I, I feel like that would be a spirit. I don't actually know. Um, I think we're gonna, I think we're not gonna fucking blow a hint on this one. Uh, it's a Sphinx, so I'm thinking it's a big boy. I'm gonna say three blue blue. Three blue blue, is that your final answer? Yes, sir. You fucking idiot, it's three blue blue blue. Are you serious? No fucking yeah. way. Yeah, it is six six flying, and then for two and a blue, draw a card, then put a one one counter on it. Command. It's from Come Commander. On. That was pretty close. Jesus Christ. Three blue, blue, blue. Okay, there's no way I was ever going to get that. I would have got Even if you would have given mana. me the text, I don't even know if I would have went three blue, blue. I would have done something, like, way different. It all up. God damn. Well. Not getting basic planes, either. I got to fucking use my spoilers on the, or my hints on the next ones. Yeah, you got three of them left, so make them count. I think my hint right. might have hurt me on the last one, to be fair. Oh, yeah, for sure. This one is called Restoration Specialist. Restoration Specialist? I mean, is it a distant cousin of Restoration Angel? Maybe. What, what's the card do? Is that, do you want a hint? Yeah, that's my first hint. Okay. For a white, you sacrifice Restoration Specialist, return up to one target artifact card, and up to one target enchantment card from your graveyard to your hand. So one white sacket return an artifact and a... No, just just a white. Oh, just a white. One white, yeah, like one white symbol. Yeah, it was a single white... Yes. And sacrifice it, and you return an artifact and an enchantment? And up to one target enchantment. It's up okay. to one target of each, so you can get So both. you could you could just return one. Yes. If you didn't have the other targets, which is neat. Yes. 
Oh, geez. For one white? I'm going to say it's uh, it's obviously a creature. Uh, I'm going to say it's one and a white. Is that your final answer? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You got Yay! it. Yay, we got it. That one was that one was pretty easy once I got it. Yeah, there. this is pretty softball once you got the uh, the text. It's from either Revolt. Oh, why the fuck do I not? We played that set a bunch. Why the a fuck lot, do I not remember yeah. that? I'm surprised you didn't. I was like, oh, this is a fucking cakewalk. Mm. Is it a common? Uncommon. Well, it's an uncommon and it's pretty unplayable, so I'm not surprised that I didn't get it. Or that I didn't immediately know it, I guess. Pretty okay. Yeah. Gets back your, your fleet wheels and stuff and such. Yeah, I suppose. Okay. You so this one's for all the marbles. This is for all the marbles, and it's a swamp. Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> We're not doing on uh, un- or the broken sets, the unsets, are we? The unsets, yeah. No silver border cards. This is the cheese stands alone. <laughs> oh, the cheese stands alone. Isn't that a fucking... Is it if a you black control, card? No, it's white. If you control no other cards in play other than that and you have no cards in your hand, you win the game. Oh, I love that. The cheese does stand alone. Tranquil Expanse. That's a land. Ooh. Okay. This one is burrowing. Burrowing. That's it. Burrowing. Are you serious? I'm for reals. Oh, Jesus Christ. This has got to be an old card. Well, I got my hint, so what's it do? Do you want the errated text or the old text? I mean, I guess give me the the, the errated text, because that'll sound more familiar to me. Enchanted creature gains mountain walk. <laughs> no fucking way. So what was the old text? Like, creature? Target creature gains mountain walk. Oh, it says target creature gets mountain walk, but it has, but it's an enchantment. So it'd be like whatever you target with it. You used your hints, by the way. No, I still have one more. You asked me what the old text was. No, <laughs> goddamn, whatever. Well, I mean, this one I think I'm gonna get anyway. It should get. Yeah, it's, isn't it? Should just be like one in red, or no, yeah. not one in red. It should be just one red. Yeah, I knew what you meant when you said one red. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you got it. Nailed it. Fuck yeah. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. I got yeah. some slow pitches there, but I will take what the fuck I can get. Just out of there's a misprint. That is that card, but it has the art of strip mine. Oh, that's sweet. Yeah. Has the red mana symbol up top and all everything. Oh, that's great. I kind of want that. I wonder how much that is. What sets is it's I mean, is it like alpha beta unlimited? This this one's actually uh fourth edition form black border. Oh, sick. Yeah. That's fucking baller. Oh, I love that. I can't find a price on it because I I too think that's fucking dope. Does it say what? Does it say on Scryfall that that it has that printing? Yeah, fourth edition foreign black border. Or no, the uh, misprint printing. Yeah, it's on the uh, what's it called? Like on Scryfall? Under Scryfall. Yeah, it's called Kavar Tunalate. So sick. Because well, it's again, shout out to fucking Scryfall for being yeah. just infinitely fucking awesome. Yeah, I'm trying to find fourth edition. No. Yeah, that's it. Fourth edition. That is so Can fucking I just cool. Buy it. There's not a price on it. Betas are thirteen bucks. Oh, buy on TCG player. There we go. Fuck. How much is it? They don't have it. They, they have don't have it. it. Fuck. They got revised and because it's it's Spanish. But yeah, shout out to Scryfall <laughs> for for g- gifting us with that knowledge. Well, there's your there's your shout out. Good job, you did it, Scryfall. Nope, nope, nope. nope. <laughs> Can't do that because I already have some. I have. Actually, two shout-outs in mint that I'm going to take. Dildo, you can't have all the shout-outs. Oh, I just... It's two. And one of them I think you're going to agree with, and then one of them is my actual shout-out for the show. Who's your actual shout-out? I'm going to do my... I'm going to do the shout-out that you agree with. <laughs> the first shout-out that I wanted to do 
is actually one of our viewers. Oh, yes. Or listeners. I forgot about this. <laughs> and so he is at Jeremy Royer 444 on Twitter. And from last week, when I fucking went off on my little tangent about me being able to draw butterflies, he... <laughs> fucking made the single best thing i've ever seen in my entire life (laughs) it's pretty good it's so goddamn good so he made a custom card and it is called tyler's masterpiece butterfly (laughs) i've never seen anything like it i've i've been i was so humbled when i received that i was like oh you know what i didn't know what my invitational card was going to be before right now and now i know exactly what it's going to (laughs) be you found it yeah so shout out to jeremy for making the the best thing that I've ever seen. Literal work of art. <laughs> yeah, it's fucking hilarious. I was pissing myself. You can find it on our Twitter because it's the best fucking thing ever. Yeah, go to our Twitter if you want to check it out because I highly recommend it. It is a fucking masterpiece. It's so good. It is real good. <laughs> uh, but my actual shout out for the fucking episode is a content creator that I have been digging for a very, very, very long time. And it is the magic, formerly known as the Magic Man Sam, currently known as Ristic Studies. So this guy does the single most incredible videos about magic art and magic artists. So he does art studies on specific artists, and he doesn't do big name artists like Mark Poole or Rebecca Guay or stuff like that because those people already have exposure. He does artists that are a little bit more unknown, a little bit more, a little bit newer also to fucking awesome, a little bit more newer to magic. And he actually just had one come out, I believe last week. And it is another fucking banger. And he also does card studies. Like he did one on the black Lotus that is fucking insane. And he does all this like deep dive on like kind of collector culture and like, like baseball cards and shit like that. And how the black Lotus kind of fits into that, that idea. All his videos were fucking insane. Yeah, you've told me about him before, and I just really haven't uh, checked him out. Like, I follow him because he put some cool shit out. Yeah, he's a fucking man. And fucking me and him have bonded on Twitter over just our similar hobbies. Because he used to skateboard, and I currently skateboard. And he plays guitar, and I play guitar. And obviously the Magic the Gathering thing. And that's the coolest part about this community is that you, you start being a part of it because of the shitty card game. And then you find people you actually connect with through other things in your life. Yeah. Yeah. So fucking shout out to Sam. If you're not following him, fucking follow him. If you're not giving him at least some kind of money on Patreon, you should, because he is far and beyond the best content creator in magic. Not fucking close. If you want to go check him out, you can see him at Twitter at at Ristic Studies. His YouTube is Ristic Studies and his Patreon is patreon.com slash Ristic Studies. And he has a website called risticstudies.com so if you can remember ristic studies you can find him literally fucking anywhere literally anywhere yeah he's the fucking guy he should change his name back to magic man sam because that's awesome fucking magic man sam was a fucking classy name i do like ristic studies though because it's because like art studies and like you know, uh, i get it i do yeah you're putting you're putting two two together you're a very smart man matt i try you're the guy i'm the guy hey eh, you're a guy i am a guy <laughs> today well, dude, that's another fucking, that's another episode in the books. Hey, do you know what we shouldn't do? What? Forget to talk about ourselves again. Oh, God. 
damn it. Fuck <laughs> Christ. This is what happens when I have so any amount of alcohol. I just forget yeah. everything. We forget about this all the time. God damn. For for a podcast that's been out for 11 episodes that uh, <laughs> Cord and Corey from episode 10, now we're an official podcast. Yeah. <laughs> for right. for somebody who's we an official it. podcast, we sure are bad at talking about us. Yeah, we're pretty terrible. There's no <laughs> So, uh if you are on the Twitter and you're interested in following us as as an entity, you can find us at fetch underscore shock. If you're interested in following me, I am at basic land bin. And if you're interested in following Matt, Matt is at its bop. Pretty simple. Yeah. And if you want to keep in touch with the things that are going on with fetch and shock, or if you want to hear shitty things from me on Twitter, or you want to hear shitty things from Matt on Twitter, like I've been posting vacation videos of me dancing. I post skateboarding shit. I post like other just memory and just go ahead and check us out. It's, I think it's, I think it's worth the content. Yeah. But here's the thing. You ever say memory again? I'm punching <laughs> you in the fucking nuts. Yeah. I don't blame you. But yeah. Come check us out or don't, I don't care. Yeah, either do or don't. It's fine. No, do or do not. And Matt doesn't. Matt hasn't really heard much about this because, again, we haven't talked lately. But I am actually working on some video content for the podcast. So, Hey-o. uh Earlier this week, I posted on the Twitter uh, if people would be interested in any kind of video content, what would it be? Like Twitch streaming, YouTube stuff, blah blah blah. And uh, all, I think all like eleven people <laughs> who voted on that. Uh, would like to see at least some kind of content and they want to see both streaming and YouTube stuff. I am currently working on our very first YouTube offering and Matt, I bet you'll never guess what it is. Probably legacy videos. It is a legacy death in Texas video. <laughs> you nailed You're it. The worst fucking person. <laughs> Listen, you got to do what you know. And I know legacy death, but I'm trying do to make it know? not like a fucking boring, typical thing. I'm trying to make it something that, at least a broad category of people can enjoy. So uh, when it comes out, you can find it on our Twitter. You can find it on my Twitter. You can find it all around. Uh, check it out. It should be, it should be okay. I'll think about it. <laughs> yeah. You better fucking watch it. <laughs> what if I didn't? I was just like, Oh yeah, I watched it. It was good. <laughs> you son of a bitch. That's actually your brand. That's a hundred percent something you would. Nah, I'd just be like, this sucks. Monkey dicks. Hey, I'm not watching this shit. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Well, dude, that's uh, okay. Like I said before, that's another one in the books. Yeah, we did it. Number yeah. numero once. We're that's 11, baby. We're a real podcast now. We did it. And this wasn't it. our sunset show. Like I said, this was an actual episode. Mom, I made it. Oh, yeah. Tell your mom you're, you're at Magic Famous. Famous She's going to lose her mind. She'd be like, what's magic? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, something like that. <laughs> All right, right, dude. dude. Yeah, it's fun. Fuck off. We keep (laughs) trying to get off the phone, and we're like, yep, peace. All righty. Well, we'll see you, nerds. Peace.